the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with two powerhouses that are going to tell us everything that we need to know about how to stop human trafficking. Yay! (laughs) Uh, We are today, we are with Pastor Heidi Wilson Mesner. She is she currently serves with her husband as the lead pastor of Faith Center Foursquare Church and as the area superintendent of the Redwood area and also the co-chair of Cure, where she and I serve together. She is the co-chair of Cure Council for Unity, Restoration, and Engagement for the International Foursquare Gospel. Um, she's also served on district council as the National Church Committee, chaired the Ethics Committee, uh, started Women in Ministry Leadership Program for female pastors and leaders in the Central Pacific District. Whoa, she's served in her community as a Eureka City Council member, uh, the director of a program program called EPI, Empower, Protect, Invest, which is a human trafficking prevention, education, advocacy, and extraction organization she founded. And in California, she has chaired policymaking boards for the League of California Cities and advocates for legislative change. She's also worked as a counselor for many years, running an inpatient facility in Washington State. She has her BA in pastoral ministry from Life Pacific University, MA in counseling psychology with an emphasis in multicultural issues from Northwest University. And she was working on her her doctorate in psychology in Washington when God called her to pastor Faith Center in in California. Um, And she's just a wealth of just so many beautiful stories. You'll hear that later, I'm sure. Um, She's done. She's been on the mission field for years and um, just so grateful to you, Pastor Heidi and your husband, Matt, and your children, Alicia and Levi. Um, and I think you have a, uh, you have grandpups too. Yeah. I want to make sure I didn't want to leave the grandpups out. So welcome to the show, Heidi. Um, also we have with Heidi, uh, Katrina, also known as Tina Taylor, uh, Taylor Sims, 
She's a grateful survivor leader who partners with various organizations, including EPI, which is that Empower, Protect, and Invest organization that Heidi founded of Humboldt County, um, California. And her professional mission is to help eradicate human trafficking, to educate communities about human trafficking, and to inspire exploited survivors to recover from their trauma and to lead positive, productive lives for the last Past decade, she's been active in organizations dedicated to educating professionals, informing communities, and providing resources that lead to the healing of exploited individuals. And um, a few other things to note about Tina: she's captivating. She's an inspiring singer. Uh, singer, yep. So I gave you a new title: speaker and leader. Maybe she's she'll sing for us later too. I don't know. No. But, no? <laughs> But she is extremely well informed, obviously, as a survivor leader, but just also um, just teaching so many people, uh, you know, community members about human trafficking um, from a uh, just a holistic standpoint. She's a recent grad of college of the Redwoods with an AS and business administration and previously the Rebecca Bender Initiative Elevate Academy. So um, also one other thing that I think is really interesting, she is the direct descendant of the oldest and last living member of the Tokema tribe, now one of the Confederate tribes of Siletz, Oregon. She's proud to be Native American. And um, and so we're just so grateful uh, for you, Tina. And I see here she lives in Humboldt County with her husband, Robert. We don't want to leave Robert out. I don't want no problems leaving Robert and Matt and Alicia and just the kids, the grandpa, everybody got to make sure we get everybody in. So um, welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Vanessa. And um, we really are excited just to share with you in this work that we do around human trafficking. It's such a valuable and important thing, particularly in this time in history where human trafficking is at the highest it's ever been. Um, so it's just something that I think is really important, really critical work. And it's only work that um, that God can, can <laughs> bring about. Um, it's not in our strength at all. It's really just in the power and strength of the Lord. Um, that's kind of how Tina and I met actually was through through a, a meeting for human trafficking, but we immediately connected um, on our love for God and our connection to how important it is to have him as a part of everything we do. Amen. Amen. I'm so grateful for, for the work that you're doing uh, just in so many different areas. And what I find it to be interesting is that um, it's all connected, isn't it? Um, when you're doing things for the Lord, you begin to see very clearly, like you thought, okay, I'm over here doing city council and I'm over here doing pastoring and I'm over here running an anti-trafficking order. And you like, it feels like it's disjointed, but it's not. Um, it's very much aligned with his heart, which says, I want all things to be well with all people, with my people, with my children, with my babies. Right. And so um, I think it's amazing um, that you're so gifted to be able to move around in that way and that you have um, a partner in this, uh, you know, a partner in justice uh, in this with uh, Tina. Uh, Tina, you know, uh, love, love that you are bringing your voice to the table and love that you're representing uh, Native Americans. You know, we just passed through um, Thanksgiving 
And there's just been a lot of reflection on, you know, what is the story of Thanksgiving and how has, you know, how have indigenous people um, been impacted uh, by some of the uh, beautiful stories that we've heard growing up in school, you know, about how the pilgrims came together with the, the, at the time when I was growing up, we called Native Americans Indians. Um, now we've, you know, kind of evolved our, 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 our language, but, you know, th- that story. And I was kind of sad. I got to tell you, I'm going to just be honest. When somebody said, you know, I said, happy Thanksgiving to them. And they were like, let's remember, you know, this is a day of mourning for um, indigenous people. And I, it, it was like, oh man, I love Thanksgiving, but not for the reasons that, you know, not for those reasons, but for other reasons, for family, for unity, for love, for food, my goodness, for food. <laughs> um, and so Tina, I'd love to hear, you know, there's, you know, even in the trafficking space, there's these narratives that we have to start to shed light on that aren't the rosy narratives that we've, you know, we've kind of adopted in order to continue on. And um, maybe, Tina, you want to start us off talking a little bit about that? So I just came back from Washington, D.C. I was at the JUST conference and one of the breakout sessions uh, spoke specifically to um, how systems and institutions um, have targeted people of color, Native Americans and or um, uh, people with disabilities. Um, and I had an epiphany um, while I was there that uh, that I could have possibly been targeted for so long. I never thought that um, I could possibly be a target. I mean, I knew that somewhere there was forced fraud or coercion, but the fact that systems and institutions and the way that we believe could have made me a target and made me oblivious to the fact that I was a target was, was huge for me. Wow. Tina, Tina, I, I have to tell you, I want to dig into this a little bit more because um, I don't know what it is. I'm about to, I know, I know I don't look it, but I'm about to be 50 and I'm having these epiphanies all over the place about things that I once took for granted that I now realize that's wrong or Mm -hmm that's wrong thinking or those are wrong words or those are wrong belief systems about people, about myself. And so I'd like to hear some more from you about that as a survivor leader. I think it's really important for the listening audience to hear from you, Tina, to know, you know, um, how, how does that happen? Um, And specifically around being native American, how might that happen? So when we come back, we're going to hear from you. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. 
Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today uh, with two amazing women, Pastor Heidi Mesner and uh, Tina Taylor Sims. Uh, and we were just hearing from Tina about her, uh, what she learned at the Just Conference in an uh, Indigenous people, people of color uh, breakout, uh, really talking about the implications of human trafficking to um, to uh, Indigenous people of color and um, and so, Tina, you were sharing a little bit about how, you know, how that was was um, a value to you. I'd love for you to share with the listening audience. What did you take away from that? What can we learn from what you you as a survivor leader discerned while you were there? What I learned was that uh, with the systems and institutions and they have been affected um, people of color and people who have. Um, who have handicaps. Uh, I know you can't tell, but I only have one arm. And so um, those, those things make people a target specifically for human trafficking. And, you know, um, it goes way back into the 1800s. Money was a motivator. And it talked about how, um, you know, like with the boats and the offshore um, boats that were coming in and how people of color were transported onto shores and 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 in the dock and in the docks and stuff like that. Those systems and institutions made money off of those people that they took and brought into into the docks. And one of the things that really resonated with me was that that there was a possibility with me being handicapped, with me being a person of color, that I could have been a target. And I think that those systems and institutions that have been installed in my mind, when I say that, because with colonization, you never think that you could possibly be a target. And so it was eye-opening for me that I actually could have been a target and that, you know, when I first realized that because human trafficking is a portion of forced fraud or coercion, it was super freeing for me to realize that, hey, my choices, I don't have to blame myself 100% for what happened to me. And so even more so... Even more so with the fact that colonization brought systems and institutions, and therefore I could have possibly been a target. That that was even more eye opening for me, but also more freeing. That wow, how did I not know that? Yeah, I, I, that's so so interesting, Tina. So what I hear you saying is that you um, you are looking as a survivor leader. Oftentimes in these trainings, you're looking for a perspective that says that helps you to remember that you're, it's not your fault, that you didn't cause your own trafficking to occur. That's what I hear you saying. Am I, am I hearing you right? 
Of course, if I can guarantee you that if you talk to more survivors than just myself, the initial um, fact that most survivors don't even self-identify as a victim. They think that it's their fault that maybe their pickers broke and they have they choose wrong men. And, uh, you know, because, of course, it was it was my boyfriend and he loved me. Right. And yeah. so no one ever believes that. um no one ever believes that they can have made another choice until they get educated and understand that there was force or fraud or coercion that happened. And that's how you were groomed into this process, into this system where you were exploited. Wow. Mind blowing, mind blowing. Um, and, and this is the reason why it's mind blowing for me um, is that and again, I told you I'm, I'm I'm having these epiphanies about my own coercion, my own being forced and and frauded in uh, many different ways, not necessarily for money, but uh, in other ways for sex, uh, you know, for um, for a variety of, of things that that were were I was being tricked to do certain things for certain people um, and, and realizing, wow, that was coercion. Wow, that was not. You know, I was only 14 when that happened. I was only 15 when that happened. I thought I was I was going to be loved. And I, you know, did I showed up certain places. I did certain things um, thinking that I was going to be loved. And that wasn't the, the plan at all. And to know that someone targeted you, see, uh, you know, I love what you said. You think your pickers broke. I, I I've said that. Many times I have a, you know, I, I have a bad picker. So I didn't pick my current husband. I, I didn't pick him. I ran um, because, you know, I, I don't know. I just just it felt like it was different than everything I've ever picked. And um, and that might there might be some validity to that. Right. That you might pick somebody that's unhealthy because that's what you're used to. Um, but to know that you might be targeted might have actually purposely came after you because you have an abusive background or because they know because you're disabled, you might be feeling a certain way about yourself. Right. Wow. Mind blowing. Okay. Thank you for sharing that, Tina. Um, I want to pull you in now, Heidi, if you don't mind just thinking about EPI. And I love this, this, the saying that, um, you, uh, just shared with me, maybe if you could share it with the listening audience that you guys uh, you know, are committed to as uh, for, as an organization from a yeah. survivor leadership. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, something we really make sure to do is that we don't do anything, nothing for us without us um, for this from the survivor's point of view. And so the training and the teaching that we do and education we do including not just in the schools, um, the local schools up here, but also with law enforcement. Um, it's all survivor-based. So Tina, she really oversees that and makes sure that there is a survivor as a part of the story in our training. Stories are powerful. Stories change people's lives. Stories um, help us connect to where our story might be similar, um, and they're powerful. And so stories in training is critical for transformation to happen. And it's happened multiple times where students 
really don't take the trainings very seriously at first because they're just learning something else that they're, you know, they're bored of school. They don't care. Uh, it's just another, you know, check mark of something they have to do in school. And then a cert- then Tina comes in or one of the survivors and a, you have a face with this story and it changes everything for them. And so that's something that um, Tina could even tell you more specifically about some of the experiences she's had. Um, but that is one of our values. And that's part of why I wanted her to be a part of this radio interview as well, because I truly believe that it's incredibly valuable that that saying that we have, you know, nothing for us without us um, is nice. really, really, really important to what we do. That's amazing. I, I you know, I, we're going to get ready to take a quick break here, but I just want to thank you for that. And um, I would love to uh, find a way to verbalize that without copying you or taking your intellectual property. But just to say, you know, say that is so powerful. And um, I've noticed even, you know, uh, this this is the way that the entire organization Love Never Fails and the streams that we're swimming in, we're all moving in that direction because. like you said, I mean, I don't know what to do um, unless I ask and unless I include and unless I empower. I have no clue how to proceed. You know, I can guess based on being a survivor of domestic violence and abuse and a lot of the same similar, but I've never been sold. So I need to I need to reach out to someone who knows and can tell their story, as you said. So that's, that's beautiful. And thank you again, Tina, for being here with us today. We're going to come back. I want to talk a little bit about what you are doing with EPI, um, where, you know, where you're delivering your education program and, um, you know, how someone might be able to, uh, you know, how, how would somebody receive that information that you're uh, providing? Um, I'd love to, for the listening audience to hear all about that. And then, um, and then there's a few other things. I want to pick your brain about some of the, the changes, the political landscape that's happening. I know you have some political insight. I'd love to hear from Tina about some of the things I, I talk about on the radio show. Pretty forthcoming about, you know, my feelings about certain things like SB 357. And there's a VAWA new law that's being rewritten. There's just tons of uh, bills that are, are out there that are um points of interest for us to discuss so we will come back and um thanks for hanging in there with us y'all and uh, we'll be right back thanks for listening to love never fails radio to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away love never fails radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors this is dr meluna fausch I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. 
My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Heidi Mesner, who is the founder of EPI, Empower, Protect, and Invest, a human trafficking prevention, education, advocacy, and extraction organization. And uh, we also have with her Tina Taylor-Sims, who is a survivor leader, who is advocating for survivors healing um, and just a captivating, inspiring speaker and leader who's sharing um, her insight on this thing we call human trafficking. So um, just pulling you back in here, I want to just kind of understand. So tell me more about EPI. Are you in the schools? Is that right? So, yes, we um, we have a curriculum that we launched into our schools here in Humboldt County. It's called uh, the Prevention Project. Um, I'm a firm believer that we don't need to reinvent the wheel if there's already a wheel that we can use. And so the Richmond Justice Initiative had a curriculum already um, that we implemented. Uh, Initially, we were the first one in California to even implement it into our schools. Um, And so we started out with one school. Um, and now we have several and it's a six week program, um, you know, in part of my uh, resume that or bio that you read, uh, it, it talks about I, I want to do the prevention. Um, and, and so I'll have to tell you that in being a part of the prevention project, one of the things that um, really launched me into um, into like. The prevention was that the young people said they didn't take the curriculum seriously until they heard my story. And I generally don't like to share my story because I'm more than that, but I don't mind sharing it whatsoever when I'm part of the prevention project. Because if my story can help any young people identify the lures of human trafficking um, and then put a face to it, then my story is worth more than, than not telling it. Something else about the schools is we're in both private and public schools here. We're in, um, it's junior high and high schools is the prevention project curriculum. And then we also have training from preschool up. Um, So that's something we generally do through church organizations. And it specifically helps from a very young age, understand how to say no and how to be empowered with um, really with peer pressure, like positive peer pressure and peers working together to protect one another. So it's focused on the group, focused on um, power, power together. 
So um, that's, we start from three years old up. Wow. Three years old. And that's part of EPI or that's a, is that a separate division? So it's all the continuous um, prevention education kind of uh, um, effort starting with three years old. Yes. So the three years old uh, curriculum, it's not the prevention project, but it teaches young little kids, the toddlers, about safe body, um, safe body boundaries and what have you. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So Um, it goes up from there. So we basically start at three. We do um, age appropriate from three to fourth, fifth grade. But then prevention project starts around fifth, fifth and sixth, depending on the school, um, all the way through high school. And then we also do um, do various like community events and things to help people understand and be educated around it. Um, and then also Tina does training for our law enforcement um, in Humboldt County. So awesome. Well-rounded education. <laughs> That's beautiful. And, and we're we're doing something similar here in the Bay. And and uh, as you know, we're also part of the Protect Collaborative, which it sounds like it's very similar to the Prevention Project. And so it's just so important that we get this right. So we know that the study that was done in Minnesota, just for the listening audience, study that was done in Minnesota um, showed that one dollar spent in prevention education is saves the community thirty four dollars in aftercare. Um, because why, you know, what does that mean? That means that, um, you, you're not going to have, uh, children going off to foster care. You're not going to have, uh, law enforcement officers having to pick up and, 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 and move around. And, and you're not going to have, um, social workers having to pile on to try and help a child that's been extremely traumatized, right? These are the things, the drug addiction, the mental, the lifelong mental health disorders, all of these things that you can prevent if you provide the education to the children. Now, let me ask you guys about this. So just getting real here. So, and I'm, I'm all about prevention education, but one thing that I've struggled with and maybe Maybe we'll be able to start on this and then we'll go into the next segment. But I've struggled with is in some communities, for example, in Oakland, um, in some, you know, rough communities in Hayward, um, you're talking to kids about trafficking and like the red flags. And and it's like some of the reactions I've gotten is like, so like, yeah, I know that it's happening. It's happening right outside the door right there. And you know what? It's what I need. To in order to um, in order to provide for my family, or it's what I need to get the love that I need. And so there's not a num- there's not an amount of like stories you're going to tell me or like warnings you're going to give me that is going to keep me uh, from going down that path. Because at the end of the day, I have a lot of needs that are not being met, and I got to figure out how to meet them. So again. I feel like in some of the inner cities where we're doing this, there, there needs there's more an intervention strategy that needs to go hand in hand with prevention where it's like, oh, you need a job here. Let me get you a job. Oh, you need shoes. You need food. You need housing. Hey, let me get that for you. That's intervention. 
and which could be prevention, right? Um, so we're, I know you, I see you sitting on the edge of your seat. Okay. Be, but we're, we have to take a quick break. So when we come back, dun, 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 we're going to hear from Tina and Heidi about, you know, what is this? How does prevention help in an urban setting or in a setting, a low income, impoverished setting? How does prevention really help? OK, so we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in studio again with Tina and Heidi, just having a great conversation about prevention versus intervention. Does it really matter? Does it really help to give prevention education in an urban setting where... You know, the children are extremely vulnerable to trafficking and they have needs that aren't being met. And so, Tina, you were saying during the break, what, t- tell us what you were saying. And then I'd love to hear from you, Heidi, on this as well. One of the things that I, I, I believe, I believe that prevention and intervention need to go hand in hand. And so um, what I mean by that is nine out of 10 times the trafficked individual there, there was a need being met, whether um, whether it was food or shoes like you were talking about or uh, maybe a place to stay. Right. Um, but then there was strings attached to that. Right. So even when I share with law enforcement, what positive need can they meet so that they can maybe help that individual take a different turn than where they're trying to find needs met down this other avenue? Mm, so I hear you saying that that even if you are you can't meet all of the needs, finding a need to meet to reduce harm to that survivor um, so that, that that maybe they might make a different. And I hate to say choice because I, I often don't feel like these are choices, but they might go in a different direction. Um, just from that one small thing, right? That seems small to us. Is that what you're saying, Tina? Um, I mean, I think that it's confirmed just in the title, Love Never Fails. That's I mean, right. If you, if you can provide some sort of loving um, um, gesture, uh, that might be the seed that's planted that'll help them go in a positive direction. And 
It's so funny you should say that because that's literally what the Lord told me when I was toiling, you know, you know, my own background of of childhood, you know, rape and and abuse and just uh, poverty. And I was like, and no, no clinical experience, no clinical training, no education training, not equipped, wasn't a pastor at that time, not equipped for this work at all. And I remember saying to the Lord, uh, hey, hey, Lord, me, uh, you got the wrong person that's going to work on this thing because I don't know the first thing about it. And he said, all you have to do is love her, just love her and it will unfold the plan. You'll, you'll know each little phone call, each little text, each little time, you know, like the other day there was a woman who called me. I never met her before the, 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 the national human trafficking hotline called me um, transferred her over. She said, I'm at a bus station. I'm fleeing from my uh, trafficker and I, I'm hungry. And is there anywhere where I can go somewhere and get some food? And I said, I tell you what, I'm in a whole nother, I was in another state. I said, but I'm going to door dash you some lunch. And so door dashed her some lunch. I think it was in Sacramento. No, it was in San Francisco. Door dashed her some lunch. And I was like, that is cool and she was like crying and she was thanking god and like i got lunch and i think that made a difference for her i don't know but i hope it did i hope she felt that i loved her you know at that moment so anyway heidi come in here tell us what you you know what what are your thoughts on this sort of it's already a a disastrous situation is prevention education gonna help Yeah, uh, we actually have the county we're in is very poor. So we have the low income is um, is is pretty tough. Um, This area has one of the highest rates um, of of children who are in foster care or who need homes. We have um, a really high percentage of kids here who don't have any homes. there is the ACEs scores here are just skyrocketed. So the, the what you're talking about with the prevention and the intervention are is really a reality we face here quite regularly. And um, there are agencies that we have come in to speak to, and that was one of their first questions when we first started this: is well, what does this mean to them? They're that they have to do what they're doing to survive. In fact, they're the one on the side of the trafficker, you know, this 13 year old boy. So um, what, what we've really seen is what Tina mentioned, first of all, is that that one thing that we can connect with and that intervention side. Um, But a lot of it really begins to take hold when a survivor is face to face with these young people Mm. Um, because they see something different. They don't, they're no longer seeing either um, just a story or hearing just a story. They're seeing someone in front of them that have either been victimized and they're, um, and they're the ones who are perpetrators. They're connecting it all of a sudden to someone they love. And it makes a difference in the way that they respond to them. Um, Or 
if they're the victim, they're the one who is being used right now, then all of a sudden they see themselves in the face of the survivor that's in front of them. And so those two things really create a different scenario for the children. So we've had that happen a couple of times specifically um, in agencies outside of school because school often where we are, um, the children, a lot of the children that we're talking about don't, they're not really in school a lot. We have a lot of kids here that are up in the hills. They don't, they don't go to school. Um, they, if they go to school, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really limited what their acts, you know, what access they have. Um, and so it's through an agency that they get that that connection is made. So it's not even in school. Schooling might be taken out to them, but that's it's just a whole different scenario here. They don't have Wi-Fi. They don't have the ability to even access any information, um, rarely at all. You know, they're working from the time they're young on their parents' farms. They're working um, to to help their parents do whatever is happening. And so this is a lifestyle for them. They know nothing different. Um, so it really makes a difference when there's a survivor that they see that connection, that personal connection where they're seeing someone that's not just a victim anymore, but a survivor. It, it changes everything for those, for those students. And we've seen it a number of times happen. And then the agencies, of course, then want want that as well because it's it's a huge um intervention that's an intervention step for them yes i have seen that so many times with the survivors uh that are part of our you know outreach team and um it's funny because sometimes that they'll you know they'll start speaking and they won't know their survivor and then they'll say and and I am. And it's like, whoa, like, it's just it got real, real, real fast. Right. And and then they're like, wow, you know, um, I kind of like you. I kind of I kind of I don't know. It's 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 really it's something about it in the spirit realm, um, you know, that the Lord deposits something in their heart that needs to hear from somebody that has been through that same thing. And um, it's really special, really, really sp- and transformative. Um, so that's that's so cool. OK, we are going to um, uh, move now into just just briefly. I'd, l- I'd love to hear from you, Tina, as a survivor leader, you know, some of the things that are happening. And I, obviously we don't have time to drill down into the nitty gritty of it. But there's a lot of of. of um, movement to change the age of consent to sex um there as you know you know uh, a, a bill was passed last year in august um that um basically said that if somebody is 14 they can have sex with a 24 year old um and as long as they say it's consensual that there's no nothing will become of it it's no longer considered a crime to have sex with a 14 year old. If you're within 10 years of their age, it's no longer considered a crime for a 15 year old to have sex with a 25 and 17 to 27 year old, as long as they consent. And 
The thing that bugs me about it is the forced fraud or coercion part, huh? That's kind of like what you were saying. It's like you're asking people who have lived a life of coercion to say that. What? What? Are, just some a few thoughts, Tina, on that. What are your What are your thoughts? Um, I, I think that leads us right back to the systems and institutions. It's basically a grooming inside of a system. Um, you groom these kids who don't have um, and and you bring them to a place where they are completely vulnerable. Um, a 14 year old doesn't actually have the brain capacity to consent to someone who's 30 years old. I, I, I just I, I don't know. I, or even 24. You know, I remember when I was 14 and I was being coerced to have sex by a 19 year old, I would do anything he said. You know, he he told me he didn't want to use, uh, you know, protection. I was like, my body is not my own. Whatever you say you want to do, I have to do it. Um, He, you know, he forced me to do things that I didn't want to do. And it was because he was 19. He knew how to manipulate me. Right. And so, Tina, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, the there's a lot of prayer, right? And Pastor Heidi, just a lot of prayer that we need on this because there is a huge demand for young bodies, and they're everything that can possibly happen to try to, in, you know, inebriate and, you know intoxicate a child, you know, bills that are going to legalize ecstasy, legalize, um, um, legalize, uh, uh, you know, mollies and, and, and meth and heroin. And there's these agendas that are coming and we're already seeing it happening in Oregon. I know you guys are very close to Oregon. It's already happening there. Right. And um, in the, and it's all kind of in the spirit of, removing the police, which are the evil police from, you know, from people of color. Right. So there's that, that whole agenda that's happening. Like, let's just remove them all together. And then there's a whole nother uh, piece about um, just letting people do what they want. Freedom, 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 you know, which is just uh, like you said, these systems. Uh, Anyway, I could go on and on. All right. We got to take a break. We're over time. We're going to come right back and we're going to talk about how people can get in touch with you all if they want to engage you for your beautiful education program or anything else that you've got going. So we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. 
Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Wow, it's been such an awesome time with you guys. I wish we had a few more segments. Um, I so appreciate both of you and just um, all the, the effort that you're putting forth to educate the community. Um, those children starting at age three, what a blessing you are to them. Um, I know that you have a few ways that people can get in contact with you. Maybe you could share that out with us. Well, one of the things we have is we do actually have a hotline for Humboldt County. It's a 707 number. Um, and so that's something that we have. You want to share that, Tina, with us? Yeah, it's 707-599-1415. Beautiful. There we go. So people can contact you to specifically request prevention education. Is that okay? Um, that or if they are being trafficked, if they need help, we actually we have beds, we have places for them to go. We we do the same thing up here um, in helping them out of their situation in whatever way we can. So that hotline is a part of also we work with the national the national hotline. Um, so similar to what Love Never Fails is doing, but up in Humboldt County. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, perfect. And then do you have a website or phone number um, where people can contact you directly or is that the best way to get a hold of you? So we have um, the website for uh, EPI, which is what we're, we've been talking about, is it's EurekaFaithCenter.org. And if you just look up EPI, or I could I could give you the whole <laughs> the whole website. Is it a long URL? Okay. It's a little bit eurekafaithcenter.org slash get dash connected slash EPI slash. Okay. So EPI um, uh, slash. I just pulled it up. I okay. see it here. It yeah. works. As soon as you as soon as you go to eurekafaithcenter.org, it'll it'll it's pretty easy to get there. Um so that gives information. It also can um, get us connected. We have, you can call any of the numbers um, at Face Center, but also that hotline is an easy way to access us. It just makes it kind of central um, for everything that we do. Beautiful. Yeah, I see it here. I'm looking at your page. Kids are taught three main points. I am special. I deserve only good touch of my body belongs to me. Woohoo! Yes, that's wonderful. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, once again, go to Eureka Faith Center and dot uh, org forward slash get dash connected forward slash EPI forward slash. And uh, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me, Vanessa at love never fails us dot com. Um, so a few other things that are going on in our community, I wanted to make sure you guys are all aware of. Uh, we are celebrating our 10 year anniversary. And so excited about that. Um, that is going to be on December the 11th. And, um, and we're super grateful to just so many people um, just for the opportunity to, I'm sorry, it's December the 4th, for the opportunity to um, just serve and to grow 
And so I want to invite you. It's that evening. Um, I believe it's from five to seven or five to eight. I believe it's five to seven. It's over Zoom. Please join us. We're going to have some guest speakers. Survivors are going to be sharing some of their testimonials. And it's going to just be a great time of celebration. So please uh, join us. And if you would like to receive the evite, please contact Tara at T-A-R-A at loveneverfailsus.com. Also want to let you know, we just graduated 62 students from our IT Biz Academy. Woo, woo. And they are doing, they are, they're paid internships with HP, Google, CEWS, Synac. The whole, a whole, a whole bunch of great things are happening. You want to be involved in the 2022 cohort? Go to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash IT biz. All right. Well, that's all I have time for. I hope that um, you have enjoyed your time together and with us, with Heidi and Tina. Thank you. Thanks to you, beautiful ladies again. And of course, we want to make sure that we end our time. If you haven't heard it before, or if you need to hear it again, letting you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.